Today's guest has a unique perspective on money and personal finances. He holds a master's degree in accounting and finance and has been practicing tax accounting for over 10 years. He owns a firm, the Gold Standard Accounting and Tax Incorporated in California. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Damari, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk. I would love to learn from your, your life journey as a first-generation American who grew up um, in the project in East London. Can you share this story with me? Yes, definitely. So my parents um, immigrated to um, the U.S. from El Salvador, uh, mm-hmm. which is in Central America. And at the time, my, my mom had my sister, which she was about probably about four or five years old. And um, and. On her journey here, from um, she spent some time in Mexico and then um, eventually ended up here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, as she had me, so out of our whole family, I am the first American, um, and that's talking about everyone in my family. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's a pretty interesting um, title, I guess, to hold or to to be able to say that because I think. Maybe for some people, um, you might not see it as like, oh, a big deal, right? But, yes. but when you're thinking about the the bigger scheme of things, it definitely is because it changed the basically the trajectory of our life. Mm. Um, I grew up in East Los Angeles, which in out here in California, <laughs> East Los Angeles is basically like the ghetto, the projects. It's where poor people live mm. and... Um, a lot of apartment buildings. Um, And so that was also another interesting and obstacle to overcome because I grew up in a poor neighborhood. I grew up where there was a lot of gangs. I grew up where there was a lot of violence. And um, at some point we did, we were able to move from there. Um, But it, it was a long time before I was probably maybe about 12 or 13 before we actually moved out of the neighborhood. And for us, it was like survival, right? Um, Money is survival. Um, So, and I think that for anyone that's, that's in a similar situation where you are maybe a first generation, anything, Mm. um, and you grow up in an area that's not that great that, you know, if you grow up poor, then you have to overcome a lot of things on top of overcoming our mindset with money yes. and our like belief with money. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we learned is that to us, money is survival, really. There's no, there's no creating wealth. We don't mm-hmm. have like that opportunity. It's more so, do I have enough to survive for a meal? Do we have enough to survive for clothing? Do we have enough to survive for you know, anything? And I'm so I'm so grateful for you for you know, make make mention of that already right now because I was going to ask you that you know growing up in a project having that kind of you know humble background. It yeah. in some ways affects the way you relate with money. Does it still affect you right now in this, this stage, even though it's a success already? Does it still affect the way you relate with money, the way you spend money or, yeah, handle money? <laughs> it, it, you know, it's identifying. I'm very much aware of, of myself now, and it took me many years to get to this place. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't affect me the way it used to, 
but it definitely comes up once in a while. There are certain triggers or there are certain things that that make me feel a certain way sometimes mm-hmm. that I have to remind myself that I've come a long way and that's not necessarily, I'm not little Damari anymore. I'm not, I'm not eight year old Damari. So I have to remind myself that, Hey, all of the things that I wanted, I was able to create with the money I had. Mm -hmm. And that's another important aspect of, of your money mindset. And when you're growing up this way, or when you grow up poor or with a, a low quality Um, money mindset is that you're not that child anymore. You're not that person anymore. You have the ability and the possibilities to create the life that you want. So for example, growing up, um, for me, it's been more so like not having enough. Um, Like when is enough enough? Or when am I ever going to feel like enough is enough? Mm -hmm. And as I was growing up and in my twenties and thirties, I was able to have jobs, but for most of my adult life, I worked two jobs because of feeling like is enough enough. Like I'm not going to have enough. Right. Yes. But even when I did that, I wasn't, I wasn't all the way feeling secure about my situation. It's almost like I worked a lot to spend more in the U S we have a problem where a lot of us can get into debt really easily. Mm. Debt is easy. Like credit cards are very easily accessible. Mm. So we get ourselves into a lot of debt and then it's so hard to get out of it. So we create this cycle for ourselves that it's like, when do we feel secure? Because now we're in debt. Now we're working two jobs. Now we feel like we can't pay our bills. Mm -hmm. And so at some point I had to come to the realization that I've had, I have enough. I have what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's really important for people to understand that wealth isn't something that you only get if you make six figures you only get if you make a lot of money or if you have a business or all of these things that I think are common misconceptions. Um, Wealth can be built at any level and Mm. you can create security for yourself. You can create freedom for yourself. You can create confidence and peace and all the values that you want Mm. with the money that you make. It's just a matter of changing a little bit of our, our habits and our mindset. Yes, that's awesome. And I'm going to need you up very soon to, you know, change my mindset about money. But before before we go into that, I would love you to, you know, tell me about your money and career um, journey. You know, on, now owning your firm, how did it all start to that point of you owning your firm? Well, that one was like a, a 360. So um, when I was in my, what was it, like late 20s, I, um, so I hated school. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go to college right off the bat. And when I was trying to decide what career I really wanted to get into, I was starting to feel a certain type of way because I'm like, I've been in customer service for a really long time and I was just tired of it. Mm -hmm. And so finally, um, accounting seemed appealing because I was like, how can I um, do something that doesn't necessarily work directly with people in a way like (laughs) not in a customer service way? So then I pursued that and um, in looking for work at the time, this was back in 2000. I want to say 2006, um, I was able to find jobs, but it was all very entry level. And then when we had that massive um, market crash here in the U.S. in 2008, 2009, um, I was getting passed up by jobs left and right because I didn't have a degree. 
And so that pretty much ignited my want for a degree and to pursue higher education. And so I did. And I mean, it was a 10 year journey. Don't think that, that, was, that I to get to finally to get to my master's degree that took a long, a really long time, but I did it. And so um, then I that year, actually, when I um, there wasn't that many jobs available, I was able to intern with someone um, for taxes and I really enjoyed it. I, I'm a natural problem solver. So it's like it comes very natural to me. And within this industry, it changes so much that it's never like one thing all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's always that, you know, change and change. And throughout my career, as I was working with different people, I realized that I had a vision for myself that wasn't necessarily fitting anyone else's vision, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I, it was very difficult for me to remain in any like position or with a certain company because I wanted to see a certain thing happen. Right. Mm. And so I had this dream inside of me or this vision for myself that um, early on that I always wanted a tax office and trust me, I tried a lot of different ways. (laughs) I tried (laughs) starting one. I tried partnering. I tried um, buying and it just wouldn't work out. And finally this last in 2020, when all of this stuff happened, I really just came full circle with like, you know what, I just need to rip the bandaid. Cause at the time I was working um, for another firm and I had built my business on the side. Don't get me wrong. I had been building my business for years. Mm-hmm. And then I finally was just like, I just need to rip the bandaid and go for it. Right. Because the sense of the scariness is the sense of security is Mm. the sense that, Oh, I have a job. I'm getting a paycheck. But when you're ready to take that jump, you really know internally, it's just, it's a scary process. But when you do it, you also cause yourself to, it's almost like you're challenging yourself to say, Hey, failure is not an option here. Mm. So either get it done or get it done. Right. So, so that's really, I think what it came down to for me that I was like, I've been doing this for over 10 years. I've been in the accounting industry. I know what I'm doing, like what is really stopping me from all of this. And it's really that it was that like, okay, now the responsibility is a hundred percent on me to make this happen. I did it. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that's awesome. I mean, you, you, you had it as a dream in your mind and you made it happen. You accomplished your goal. And, and I find it very inspiring that you're, you are very passionate about, you know, helping people with their finance, especially, you know, small business owners. So can you tell me who are your target clients? Is it for everybody that you're working for or do you have some particular people you want to work with or work for? Um, you know, for me, um, right now, the target client is a lot of the online industry, people like yourself that are, are you know, in a space that's completely different, uh, not traditional way of making money. Mm-hmm. And I find that very interesting. And also for younger generations, I think that they need a lot of guidance because at least here in the U.S., we don't get taught a lot of um, like financial things like taxation we don't really get taught how to handle all of these things, especially if you decide to become an entrepreneur, if you decide to become a business owner. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's all a matter of teaching the foundation and the fundamentals so that you have an understanding, a base understanding, and then you can build upon that. And so 
that's why I like the online space and people that are making money in the online space, because I find that they're great at doing what they do, like most business owners. But but when it comes to money and taxes and accounting and all that stuff, they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about (laughs) it. Like way over my head. So I really do my best to simplify to make it easy and to make it digestible so that it doesn't feel overwhelming and so that it can actually feel like, okay, I can understand this. I can, I can do this. Yes. So for anyone who's interested, I'll place the, the link to your website and your blog in the show notes for this episode so they could read more about your firm and know what exactly you do and how you could help them or what services you can render to help them with their finances. So- Thank you. So earlier you were talking about, you know, mindset and I am really, you know, looking forward to you, you educating me on this. So how can I, how can I develop the right money and financial mindset that leads to financial freedom? So with mindset, it's, it's a process. Okay. So we have to understand that mindset isn't something that all of a sudden one time you're going to get all of like, oh, I'm so enlightened. Not at all. It's it's always a process. Being aware of yourself is probably the first step in understanding your money mindset. Um, oftentimes what I ask people to do this exercise is think of your first financial experience when you were a kid. So think back when you were a child and there was there had to have been a time, a situation, something. You either wanted something or you saw your parents fighting or you saw your mom or dad stressed out about money. Um, So all of us can can really go back to a time in our life when we were like, I see, I I, I remember, I remember these feelings. I remember what it made me feel like, what I thought about. And then fast forward to yourself now and ask yourself, are you practicing those same beliefs? Mm So is there something that takes you back? Like one time I was talking to um, to another friend, we were doing an, an interview like this. And she said, when I run out of paper towels or somehow like when I run out of something, I feel, I feel like I'm back in this space of like not having something. Yeah. And so it can, for all of us, it's just different. We all grow up different, but a lot of different things in our memory happen that we capture Mm -hmm. that we don't realize, but we're practicing now. Mm -hmm. And that could be the way you stress out about money, the way you feel like it's not enough or money doesn't grow on trees or you can't afford it Mm -hmm. or, you know, so there's a lot of different things that we say to ourselves that really we learned early on. And so if you fast forward and you're thinking about it now, Mm. how are you practicing that in your life? Mm. And are your words really reflecting that in which, you know, you feel could, because most people have this um, habit of saying like, I'm broke. Mm. And, And they say it so casually, but honestly, like we're not broke. Like <laughs> we don't like if we really wanted to see what broke is like mm. you would have to go to a completely different. We're broke for our type of culture. Right. Yes. But, and, and as you're saying these words and you continue to affirm what you're feeling, mm. all you're doing is creating that same space. I'm broke <laughs> instead <laughs> of saying, you know, all the other things that you really want to feel. Mm -hmm. And that's another good way to maybe shift your mindset is instead of saying the things 
that you think you are, why don't you say the things that you think you want to feel like? Uh Um, So I want to feel prosperous. I am prosperous. I want to feel, you know, um, confident. I am confident. I want to feel um, abundant. I am abundant. Right. And it doesn't have to be that woo woo. I mean, you can make it whatever you want. It just needs to, you need to affirm what you want to feel instead of saying to yourself what you think you are. Yeah. So it's always about, you know, positive affirmation. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Saying good things into your life, positive words into your life. Yes. But see, a lot of times people feel like that's so, um, they shy away from money, like mindset things. Like, I don't, mm. I don't know how it is in Germany, but here, like sometimes there's that a little bit of resistance of like the woo-ness or the, oh my gosh, that's too, um, I don't know. Just, it, it's just a thing. But honestly, if you want to stop feeling broke, stop mm-hmm. saying you're broke mm-hmm. and change something in your habits. What I teach people, again, is always the fundamentals of how you can be consistent with yourself mm-hmm. in order to better yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, if you're consistently spending money without paying attention and without giving it any mind, then you're consistently going to feel like you don't have any money. And like you're broke. So what can we do to change that habit? What can we do to interrupt that and create a new habit so that you don't feel that way anymore? And talking about, you know, money management, can you educate me on the fundamentals of money management? How can I manage my money properly in order not to, you know, lack it? Yes. So three things normally I recommend. One is keeping track. So keeping track of things now it's, it's not like you have to, it's not this, this huge overwhelming thing that you have to look at the spreadsheet and it has to be all Mm. accounting or anything. Not at all. Pay attention to what you're doing with your money right at this moment. And what that means or how you go about doing it is get yourself a calendar, just a plain calendar, write in when your bills are due and when you make, you know, when you get paid or when you make money, and on a either daily basis or weekly basis, recap your week, like see what you did for the week. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I recommend is that if you're, let's say you're eating out a lot more or you're spending a lot more money on eating out, then maybe don't buy so many groceries if you know that that's what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to change and not buy so much or not eat out so much, then buy more groceries and really make an effort to stop eating out so much. But when you recap the week and you see what is actually happening, you can make changes, right? You don't have to keep living blindly because I think a lot of us sometimes will just swipe our card and not think about what we're doing. And then after the fact, we're like, where did my money go? Or how much money do I have to save this month? Or do I have any money to save? Mm -hmm. And But with money management, you want to give money direction. You want to be the person, the steward of where your money goes. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then you really need to pay attention what's happening on a daily basis or a weekly basis. And then as you progress, you'll notice that you'll create better habits just based on the fact that you're paying attention to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so track your finances now, get yourself a calendar, put in all of that information and then make adjustments, small adjustments. They don't have to be big, but see those small adjustments make big impacts mm. in the long run. 
Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections, have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com slash mural. K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Do not forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. If I want to, like, you know, draw out a plan for my personal finance, for example, how can I find the right plan, you know, for my, for my for myself that will fit into my, my needs or my finance at the moment? Well, I think it's all a matter of what, it, what in your life you want to create. Mm. So in order to really know, like, what is a plan for me, mm. you have to really know maybe what direction you want to head in. So is your goal to save money? Is your goal to pay off debt? Is your goal to buy a house? I mean, anything that you can put, those are goals, right? Yeah, yes. But then what are you doing every day consistently to make those, to get to those buckets? And, and then from there, you can create a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, creating a plan though, I, I personally believe it's all an individual thing. It's, it's really because what I, what I tell people or what I, what I teach is that in values like freedom, security, we all seek those things. We all seek freedom. We all seek security. We all seek um, confidence when it comes to money. Yes. Now what that looks like for you is going to be different than what it looks like for me. Mm. And what it looks like for me, it's going to be different than what it looks like for anybody else. So setting out that plan is really an individual thing. Now, are there certain financial type buckets that you should hit there is how you get to them that really depends on where you are in life and your approach to wanting to get to them like saving money um i teach on saving money as number one priority is make sure that you have enough money saved because when you're first starting out debt shouldn't shouldn't rule you debt isn't like your whole life and that's all you should focus on so save money then you can focus on paying debt then we talk about like life insurance trust so i talk about this in a i have a financial roadmap and it's like a checklist Mm. um but i do believe that everything is more personal and your own self really being realistic with yourself and what are your goals financially yeah. And what are you doing on a daily basis to that's consistent with getting you closer to those goals? For listeners out there who just want to get like a very quick, you know, tip on how to save money, they are saying, oh, I have this X amount of um, money that is coming into my account, X amount of money, but I want to ensure that I save at least a little bit of it. What, what, how can you advise me to do that? What do you advise me to do? I do, if, if you guys are able to do, it's a, I call it the $10 a day. So mm. you transfer $10 a day into your savings account. If you could do more, then do it. But $10 a day, if you start off with $10 a day, most of us, when we eat out, we spend that much. Mm. So if you can transfer $10 a day into a savings account that you're not going to see, that you're not going to touch, in 30 days, you'll have $300. True. And I don't, I don't give big numbers because here's the thing, that people get overwhelmed with big numbers. They don't know how to chunk it down. Literally... 
to, and then in a year's time, you'll have 3,650 or how many days is it? 368,600. Yeah. So you see small increments. So if you save $10 a day, then at the end of the year, you can have that much. The same goes back to how can you spend 10,000 in a year? Mm -hmm. Um, $27 a day is how you spend 10,000 in a year. So if you can manage to save $27 every day, Mm -hmm. if you did it in small increments every day in an account that you don't see Mm -hmm. or that you can't touch or easily accessible, Mm -hmm. you'll have $10,000 within a year. That's true. So yeah, it's, it comes down to those small, small changes and small adjustments. That's why it's important to track it often and to track it on a daily basis and to know where you stand financially, where you are right now. But sometimes, you know, I feel like there are a lot of options when it comes to saving plans or financial plans. And it could be very confusing sometimes, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, how can we gain, you know, um, clarity or be confident that we are choosing the right um, financial plan for us or are making the right decision financially? Well, I'm glad that you asked me that because with being a confident money woman, even though it says woman, men can apply this as well. Mm. The three components that I teach is what is your desired outcome? Like, what do you really want to see happen? And be truthful with yourself. What do you really want? Mm. You know, it's, it's, you just have to be honest about what you really want. Then are you being consistent with getting yourself closer to that goal? So a lot of times is we have what we want here our actions are over here and we all live in this like limbo. And instead of our daily actions, instead of that inching us closer to this, it pulls us further apart because we don't have something that we stay consistent with. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's many options out there. There is, and that can feel very confusing, but are you doing, are you doing any action? Are you taking any sort of steps Mm -hmm. to get you closer to what you really want? And then the last part is determination because we can't achieve our goals and we can't achieve what we want to see happen if we're not determined to see it. A lot of times we get caught up in the day-to-day and again, making those small adjustments because on a daily basis, we think, oh, it's just $10. Oh, it's just $20. Mm -hmm. But again, remember those small things add up to bigger things and then later you won't get closer to what you really wanted. True. So, you know, if you want to buy yourself a house or if you want to move to a different city, move to a different state or have money saved, mm-hmm. are you doing something daily that is getting you closer to the money you want to have saved? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the question we all have to ask ourselves. Am I doing today? Am I doing something that gets me closer to the goal that I want, the financial goal that I, I have. So for, for my immediate future, for example, if I want to like, you know, have the saving plans, it has to be like, um, you know, the little amount of money I'm saving every day, every day towards that. Yeah, yeah. It's If you do it, in, again, if you do it on a daily basis, then those habits that you're creating right there, it, mm-hmm. easier over time mm-hmm. versus I bet you anything if I tell you, Toby, you have to save $10,000. Or like, why? How, how should I start with seventeen thousand? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're gonna be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how? How yeah. ten thousand mm. dollars? What if I said, Toby, you just need to save twenty seven dollars a day? Oh, so easy. You make an effort. Yes. You make an effort to save twenty seven dollars a day. Yes, I can. 
And then, but can you do it every day? Can you stay consistent in doing it every day? Yes, I could. I could. I can do that. I See? can do that. Yes, that's true. Bigger, bigger. Overwhelm, big number, smaller numbers, smaller, smaller things. Yeah. So it's really paying attention to our daily, our daily actions. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that builds confidence is because once you really start noticing that you're being consistent with yourself Mm -hmm. and that you're getting closer to your goal, Mm -hmm. that is building the confidence because Mm -hmm. day in and day out, you're being consistent. And then you see yourself closer to what you want to accomplish. You can start seeing yourself moving, inching, inching closer to what you want. And then there could be times where you're going to feel maybe blessed, maybe God, the universe, whoever provides, you'll see all of a sudden, like you're, you're blessed with $2,000 and you're like, oh my gosh, now I could save this money. Right. Like, because again, another thing that I teach or talk about is that when you're calling in more into your life, Mm -hmm. what are you doing to open that, that door to bring in more. Mm-hmm. Are you being responsible with what you're calling into your life? Mm-hmm. You can't just expect to call in more and not take care of it. True. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what we teach kids. It's like, if you break this, I'm not going to buy you anymore. Right. <laughs> so yes. it's the same thing. If, if we're not being responsible with what we have, then how do we expect for more to come into our lives? True. We have to create room for the, more things that we want into our lives yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. yeah and be responsible with what we have and sure. and caring with what we have yes are there, are there like some tips or some practices for prosperity that could still maybe you know advise me on or give to me so that i could be more, much more prosperous than i am right now you know i i think more than anything is just becoming aware and, and gratitude um i mm. say gratitude is a universal currency if you find yourself complaining a lot about mm. money or you find yourself being like begrudgingly paying things, mm. like if you get a bill and I mean, you have the money, but you're like, oh, you know, I have another bill. And all this is, is like me paying bills or whatever, like anything that makes you feel in a negative way about money or about what you're paying. Gratitude is, is a big way to change and to shift into prosperity, being grateful for what we have and where we are in life and the things that we are provided with, I think is very important. Um, I know that for myself, when I change also that mindset, I remember we were talking about me having two jobs all the time and working all the time. And and I did at some point feel like, is this life is about just paying bills, working to pay bills? Right. Because my feeling was like, I got myself into all this debt. Now all I have is to pay bills and bills and bills. So being grateful, number one, to be able to pay a bill. Like, guys, if you have a home, if you have if you have an iPhone, like seriously, stop complaining. (laughs) (laughs) If you you know, but if you have a home, if you have a bill or if you hire someone or pay someone for a service, Mm -hmm. bless them, bless what you're giving and and ask God in the universe to return it twofold. Like you're you're providing something, you're giving money to something, you're paying your bill. That's awesome to be able to do that. True. So gratitude goes a long way into feeling prosperous and to being prosperous. Because remember, prosperity doesn't have a dollar value. Mm. Prosperity is all 
who who we feel we are and what we feel inside. Yes, that's that's very valid. So we have to be grateful for every little thing that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you know you are you are an expert with business and finance, and mm-hmm. I would love to get some advice on you about this because I would love to start a business and. Mm-hmm. I would love to know, are there like some things I am meant to know before embarking on the entrepreneurial journey? Are there yeah. like, you know, some things I'm to avoid or to look out for before starting it, that? Yeah, definitely. When you're first starting a business, um, one thing I often recommend is to separate or, or to keep receipts or to keep some sort of ledger as to how much you're spending in your business. Mm. Um, here in the U.S., you get to deduct in your taxes if you have business expenses, if you started a business. Um, but you want to be able to, at some point, separate yourself, your personal things from your business things. That way you cover your basis as far as like, what am I showing that I invested into my business and so on. And so you really want to be um, mindful about the separation of your business and personal and keeping good records. Um, and the reason why you want to keep good records, again, because financially you want to see how much you've invested in yourself or how much you've invested in this business, right? Sure. Yes. And if something yes. makes sense for you or if it didn't make sense for you. Mm. And then also, are you making money? So, so at some point, Um, just like I talked about habits in your personal space, Mm -hmm. um, you as the business owner carry your habits into your business. Mm -hmm. So create the better habits now so that when you open your business, when you have your business, you're not doing the same things that you're doing on your personal side, because you're going to feel the same way. Um, and so separating is a good, is a good, um, tip also, um, keeping track of, how much you spend, uh, keeping track of your finances when it comes to the business yeah. to see it, is it making sense um, for you to continue or what you're investing in and so on. Mm. And then probably lastly is I'm not quite sure. Well, here you can get yourself like um, a business license and things like that. Something that makes you a little bit more legitimate or that makes you feel a little bit more legitimate. That's also a good idea to try to separate or to really create that separation between you and a business. Yes. Ah, okay. So, but are there like some, you know, um, business strategies that could help me, you know, kickstart the business quicker or faster or to, you know, make it, you know, be on its feet faster? <laughs> that that was a hard one because it's not like there's not really anything that's just going to make it be faster. You have to decide on what is your business? What what do you want to do? How are you going to like help people, right? So mm. it's it's just doing it. I mean, mm. you have to start practicing and and eventually the other things will fall in line. You'll you'll get to a point where you're like, "Okay, um, I'm already going or I'm making money or I'm spending, I'm investing. Mm. Um, and then you just go and, and that's how you get started. And then you go a lot of times messy beginnings are normal. So mm. I think that's something that most people have to understand that when you're first starting a business, it's not going to look perfect. It's not going to look a certain way because it's going to look different for everyone. For ladies that are listening to this right now and they're thinking about, oh, how can I even start a business? You know, maybe, for example, they have families to take care of or they have kids or even they could be single, but they are thinking about, you know, um, the male dominant, um, the dominant, um, you know, society. How can they, you know, 
make a name for themselves in the business world, what, what advice would you give them? The advice that I would give them, it's don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your dreams or the goals that you want to accomplish. Guys, it took me over 10 years to get to where I am. And that is, it's determination. Again, that consistency, determination to see what I wanted to see happen. Mm-hmm. And I had two jobs. I was still going to school while I was pregnant. I have two kids. So I literally graduated with my bachelor's when I was pregnant with my daughter. And then when I was in 2000, um, I was finishing up in 2016, um, my master's degree, I was going through a divorce. So there isn't (laughs) there. You can continue to do it. Be focused on what you really want, your desire to accomplish, your desire to have something for yourself is the determination day in and day out to see it happen. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we, we look at people and we think the success maybe, or where they are, Mm -hmm. but we don't realize that they had a longer journey way before then. And my journey, I mean, is way extensive to where I got to now. So if you have a business that you want to start, if there's something that you want to see happen And don't feel bad if it doesn't make it into something huge. Just Mm. do what you love. Be passionate about what you want and stick to it. Be determined to see it through. At Mm. some point, you will be able to break away if the business makes sense. Mm. Then at some point, if that's what you want and that's what your goal is, then at some point, you'll be able to do that. Yes. Okay. So, um, if I understood you properly, it's possible that, you know, we all have, it's necessary that we all have different, you know, stories to tell mm-hmm. as in when it comes to business, like, but how would you advise me to, you know, handle or deal with losses when, when it comes to business? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> trust me, I've had lots of losses. <laughs> yeah. I audit, I see them as just like learning experiences and and really it's like investments that didn't really might not have a return, but you can't, you can't kick yourself over them. You have to just really see it as learning experience. Trust me in my years of trying to do something, I've opened an office, like smaller offices, closed them, buying furniture, investing in different things, marketing things that just didn't work out or didn't pan out. But every single time I learned something, Um, If we ever think of the history of like, let's say Thomas Edison, right? The the man that invented electricity. If you ever listen to his story and it's so relevant even to now, you don't know how many times he attempted, tried and tried and it didn't work and it didn't work. And how much money, think about how much money he probably invested in trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And trust me, guys, if there's any entrepreneur or anyone you look up to, any business owner that you look up to, if you look at their history, chances are they probably invested and lost their A off (laughs) in in a lot of ways because, but they didn't give up. They just continued and and rechanged it, right? Like if if something's not working, you don't give up on the goal and you just rechange your strategy. But what I liked about the Edison thing was that he said something about, oh, because I guess his workers were like, you're crazy, man. Like, like give up or, you know, or like you've spent so much money. And he said, no, I just learned number 
50,000 ways that this is doesn't work. Mm. So 50,001 might work, yeah. you know? So, so keeping that in mind that, that although sometimes we might lose money, we might lose some of our investments mm. that that doesn't necessarily mean that your goal is wrong or that you're off or that you should give up. It just mm. means that whatever you did, didn't work. Yes. So learn from the experience and move on. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. So, you know, I, I thought we've made this money already, you know, from our business or from our, you know, a nine to five job. We have mm-hmm. to pay tax. So mm-hmm. can, can you educate me on tax? How can we take away the stress out of the tax season? And how can we know what is deductible from this tax? Well, with taxation, it is um, it is more of an extensive type of conversation. But what I will say is if you don't feel comfortable about your current situation, talk to someone that makes you feel comfortable. Talk to a tax accountant. Most of the time you can have a consultation with a tax accountant and they can, if they don't give you a strategy, then that's not the person for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to talk to someone that is helpful and that talks to you about maybe your current situation and can help you get a strategy, Mm -hmm. then that's probably the person for you. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for it, it, you know, a lot of times people wait until the day of or wait until that time comes. And that's why they feel stressed and overwhelmed because they didn't prepare. Mm-hmm. So preparation is key. Mm-hmm. Do not wait until that moment to get things done because we often all procrastinate. And I know that it feels painful or it feels like overwhelming and all those things. But yeah. if you prepare, then when you're getting ready to do your stuff, you're not going to have that feeling anymore because now you've got some clarity. Now you receive some clarity around what you're doing when it comes to your business or your personal, your nine to five. I have people that um, work just nine to fives and I have um, tax planning consultations with them because normally they would owe in taxes, but they're tired of that feeling that like, I don't know what I'm going to owe. They, they were tired of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So once you feel that way, if you're tired of feeling that way, feeling scared of feeling like, I don't want to have this huge tax bill, planning, planning ahead of time. Don't wait till the last minute to do it. Plan ahead of time. Yes, that's the key word. Keep on planning in even other areas of life. Plan, plan. Just yes, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, do your best. Of course, not everything's going to work out 100%. But when it comes to taxation, it's something that a tax accountant should be able to help you with. So True. plan ahead of time, If especially if you owe more, more, more often, mm-hmm. then you really want to plan ahead of time. And you can plan ahead of time. And that's the key, that you could do that. It's not like you have to wait and be surprised. Yes. yes. I don't like surprises. So (laughs) (laughs) what what advice would you give someone out there who is, you know, willing and wanting to start a business, but is Mm -hmm. so scared of, you know, investing money into a business or even starting it at all? Even if you're scared, do it anyway. Mm. Afraid, do it anyway. I mean, Mm. we all don't, again, every entrepreneur, anyone that you look up to did it anyway scared, afraid, maybe not with all the money, they did it anyway. Mm -hmm. Just because you will always wonder what could have been if you don't do it or live with that sort of regret or live with that like, oh, I I could have or I wish I would have. Just do it. I mean, what the risk is. And then if you if you need to go further is what is the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. I lose my money. Yes. Okay, what then? 
That's like what happens after that, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. unless you're left out in the street or something like super worst case scenario, I mean, you really have to break it down to what's the worst that can happen. Can you tell us about your programs and what um, you offer on your website on Tree of Fame also? Yeah. Yeah. So in damarigold.com, um, you can find, I have right now actually a course called Entrepreneurship 101. And what it is, is teaching you the fundamentals of entrepreneurship. I go through business structure, what different businesses mean. So like a sole proprietor, an LLC, an S Corp, how those are taxed. Um, and, but I do it in very small videos so that it's again, digestible so that you can understand and you can go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. I talk about forms like common forms that entrepreneurs need to know about, um, and be familiar with, and then also business expenses, what, it, what's tax deductible. So yes, if you're interested in learning about business structure and the type of business that you possibly could need entrepreneurship 101 again like the things you were asking me what are good habits to take into practice this I go through all of those things in this in this course Mm -hmm. um and then also I have the financial roadmap so that's another great way I have different life scenarios so if you're single with no kids no assets then you can purchase one and it's just a checklist it's just letting you know like what I believe you should go through in the checklist. And it's a good way to give you that extra confidence. Like, okay, like I'm doing the right like path. I'm going down the right path. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. So I'm going to place all the link in the show notes for this episode. And I'll encourage everyone to click on them, copy them and get across to the Mary. And also, you know, work um, with, uh, get the, you know, um, the roadmap, it's, it's very it could be very helpful for one's finance and one's um, money you know management yes so mm-hmm. I, I really i really appreciate everything i've been able to learn from you today thank you so much i i've learned about planning the importance of planning and positive affirmation you've made me you know reassured me of why it's so important to speak positive things into our lives and yeah. also the you know all the money mindset and everything that i've been able to learn from you today thank you i really appreciate it thank you wow you made it to the very end of this episode thank you so much for listening i'm grateful for your time your love and your contributions subscribe like review and share this podcast god bless you bye